Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Coco Express, part of the Blog Talk Radio Network. Your host on the Coco Express is Aurelia Lyles. She's all about keeping it real. Great guests, interesting topics, so get on board. Listen, learn, live. Welcome to the Coco Express show for May 24th, Saturday, May 24th, 2014. And it's that time for our amazing, wonderful, um, dynamic host, uh, Steve Duncanson with Paradigm Shifters, Principles for Life and Success. Paradigm Shifters. Principles for Life and Success, hosted by motivationalist Steve Duncanson. Start framing your tomorrows today. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Paradigm Shifters, Principles for Life and Success. I'm your host, Steve Duncanson, and I am pleased to be able to be here with you. Um, and I also want to say good morning to uh, um, to the producer and creator of the show, Aurelia Lyles. Aurelia, how are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. And you say good morning for some of us here on the East. Coast. It is afternoon. <laughs> this is true. We all speak from our own relative position. Right? <laughs> yes, I am glad to say that I, I happen to be taking a little bit of a vacation, uh, something similar to that anyway. I'm, uh, I'm attending the San Diego Jazz Festival in, um, out here in California, and I tell you, it's an awesome lineup. You'd love this really. Last night um, was uh, we had uh, Brian Culberson, and the main attraction last night was Maxwell. Oh uh, no! And no. Yeah, Maxwell, Maxwell last oh, night. Man. And check out guess who happened tonight? Wait, guess who happened tonight? Who? Uncle Charlie Wilson. You're it's going to be the headliner tonight. <laughs> well, wait, wait. There's more. Tomorrow night, the headliner. Uh-huh. Jill Scott. Uh-uh. That's not a jazz oh, yeah. fest. No, that's not a jazz fest. No. <laughs> Man, they jip us on yeah, the East it's Coast. Hot. No, it's just <laughs> tight. And I got, uh, you know, the uh, Love My Life with Festival. I mean, some sick seats all here. I mean, we're really almost like at the stage and stuff like that. So it's pretty tight. But um, at any rate, I, don't, and I wasn't saying that to try to push that in anybody's face. You know, I got love for everybody. All right? Well, and you know what? Um, having missed last month, I wanted to make sure that, you know, last month with the uh, passing of the uh, mother of a friend, I wanted to make sure that I did not miss this uh, this month. Um, I always uh, look forward to the opportunities to um, share share some thoughts with uh, with our listeners. Uh, and as I say to you guys all the time, I certainly value and appreciate the fact that you invest the time to uh, to listen in me for uh, for 30 minutes every month, and I want to make sure that I pour into you um, as a, for, for that. 
you know, that I'm grateful and continue to learn value. Day and um, you know, Marilyn's not with us today, and she's dealing with some things as well. Marilyn, know that our thoughts, prayers with you and your friends uh, for whatever it is that you're, you're working through. But um, uh, we'll look forward to you joining us once again next month. Well, for this segment today, I want to talk about um, a couple of things. Actually, there's a lot to squeeze into the time frame, but we're going to make that happen. You know, in my um, studies over the, the past several weeks. Um, I was really being impressed with the power and magic of words. Just, and clearly, you know, the Book of All Wisdom and Knowledge tells us that our words have creative power. And something that we understand uh, intellectually and cognitively, but how often we really take the time to, to think about how what we say can create an image um, that can have tremendous impact on a person's life, on our very own lives and um and and so i was reading about something and you know i may be late to the party with this but i just recently found it out and since then it has resonated uh, in my in my thinking you've heard of that word before abracadabra right mm-hmm. and um and so did you were you aware of what that word means what it's uh, what its origin was and what it meant a long time ago, and I've forgotten it. I've forgotten it. Okay. Well, see, like I said, it's, um, I'm, I figure I'm probably late to the party. I've never heard it before. But when I, like I said, when I did, it automatically resonated. So the word is of Arabic derivation. Um, and the initial pronunciation in Arabic was Arhabrak Arhabra. And it means I will create what I speak, I will create what I speak. And it clearly, once again, it's just an, affirm, an affirmation of the scriptures, but uh, the reality is there is power in words. And, and so it's being careful of what we, what we say to people, what we say to ourselves. This past week, you know, my, my youngest daughter, you know, I've uh, got twins, they can look. The twins now are 16, by the way. <laughs> and, mm. um, Brooke is uh, into track. I don't know where she got that from. I wonder. Yeah, right. But um, she's doing um, the high jump and the pole vault, you know, are are two of her field events that she's doing. Anyway, so this this year she made district um, for her her school, and it's just pretty good. It's her first year running varsity, and she makes districts, and so it's pretty good. So, um, the height that she's looking to jump um, is not that it's all that well. It's just short of her school record. And anyway, so when she went to the district, there were a whole lot of girls there that she'd seen before who have jumped um, at, at higher heights and um, were faster, all those kind of things like that. So she called me up and um, I wrote at that point. And she said, Dad, you know, I'm at the districts, and, um, you know, a lot of these girls here, they can do all these different things. And I said, look, you're telling yourself the wrong thing. It's not what they can do. Your competition is against you. It's not against them. It's about doing your absolute best. And the words that you say to yourself, the most powerful words you will ever hear are the words you say to yourself. So what are you saying to yourself? And, and so tell yourself things that affirm what your ability is, affirm what your desires are. Certainly it's not a matter of lying to yourself, right, because you know when you lie to you. To be able to express the belief in yourself and your abilities based on the practice that you engage prior to the event. 
And so she'd been working hard. And I said, remind yourself of what you've done to prepare yourself for this moment. They didn't let you get to the districts just to do you a favor. You earned it. There's something that you did to be able to make that happen. And so the long and short really had to do with um, what she says to herself and what we say to ourselves, that our words have creative power. I will create what I speak. And so saying the things that, that we want and affirming our destiny, not simply our present circumstance. The other thought that came to mind, and kind of linking with that, is about the power of a moment. Because there's some things we say in a moment of time, some things we say or do in a moment of time, that can really impact our future, our destiny. And and I remember reading, uh, seeing a Facebook post maybe about a year or so ago and said that too often we fail to realize the power of a moment until it's gone, until it's past. And that kind of reminded me about about a year or two ago, I was uh, once in an amusement park with uh, with my twins. And um, so my son Blake... Blake is the adventurous one. Anything that looks like it's crazy is madness, and that's what Blake wants to get on. Book would rather go reserved. I mean, she'll try a few things, but she'll go a bit more reserved. Um, and so, anyway, Blake wanted to go on this ride that, it, it, I don't remember what it's called, but it's like a slingshot, right, that um, they strap you to this um, mechanism, and then it pulls you back high in the air. You ever seen this, Olivia? You know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about? It sounds crazy, but no. It's bananas, right? They strap you like like on your stomach, and then they pull you back, pull you back, and you're like way high, way back, stories and stories in the air, right? And then uh, when it gets to its highest height, it tells you, they tell you, all right, pull the ripcord. Anyway, so I saw the thing saying, Madison, my son Blake said he wanted to do it. And he said, Dad, can you you do this ride with me? He'd never done it before. He said, will you do this ride with me? And I'm like, you've got to be kidding. That's crazy. I'm not going to do it. And I thought to myself, if I said I wasn't going to do it, that he wasn't going to do it. Well, it didn't work out that way. Blake was like, oh, okay, uh, I still want to go. And so he, he proceeded to strap up and do it by himself. Mm-hmm. And as I saw him, and, he, and just before he, he got on, he said, Dad, you sure you don't want to do it with me? I said, no, I'm like, I'm scared. I don't want to do it. Okay, I said it. Yeah, I was scared. <laughs> so anyway, so when they started pulling this ride, this, this, this mechanism up, it goes higher and higher and higher and higher. As I saw him looking at me as he was going up, he looked afraid, but he looked still excited. I thought to myself, wow, what a moment I just blew to be able to bond with my son on, on an experience that he will never forget. It was totally exhilarating, challenging, comfort zone. Everything that I talk about, he had an opportunity to do. And, and I blew that moment to go to, to, to do that with him. And uh, as I thought about that one moment, how I never again get it back, my heart started to cry. Mm. No, he didn't feel any negative way about it, but I recognized as his father 
you know, and you you know I'm I'm divorced, so um, I'm not with my children every day. Though I talk to them almost every day, and they see me all the time. I'm physically not there all the time. Mm-hmm. And how that was a moment that was lost. But the good thing is that um, there'll be other moments, you know. And um, anyway, there's a song that I heard by a group called Long Star. Lone Star, Lone Star, and and um, I want everyone to I want I want you to play the song for us, really, if you would, and I want everyone to listen to the lyrics, listen to the words of the song, embrace the power of the words of the song, let it create an image, and then think about the concept of one of a moment and embracing the power of it. And, and what can happen if we do that, right? If you just play it, I'm already there. It may not be in your physical presence, but know that I'm already there. He called her on the road from a lonely cold hotel room Just to hear her say I love you one more time And when he heard the sound Of the kids laughing in the background He had to wipe away a tear from his eye Little voice came on the phone Daddy, when you come home, he said the first thing that came to his mind, I'm already there. Take a look around. I'm the sunshine in your hair. I'm the shadow on the ground. I'm the whisper in the wind. I'm your
already there Take a look around I'm the sunshine in your hair I'm the shadow on the ground song, every time I hear that song, uh, it really reinforces for me the, that. And, and, and I know that, that, uh, that I'm not the only one in this situation. Fathers who, um, for whatever reasons, in a relationship with their children's mom didn't work out. They're no longer there. Physically, the key is still being there for the kids. Um, and uh, though our, our children might not uh, fully understand all the dynamics that go around it, we may not even understand. But one thing they'll know is if you're absent. Being an absentee father, being an absentee parent, is, is uh, there's no excuse for that. But also the, the other dynamic of, of not being, feeling guilty for what has taken place, but know that we can still see the moment, see the time, and be there for for our kids. And um, I know this is a little unusual from the normal sessions we do that are, that are upbeat and all this kind of stuff. And uh, you know, I, I just felt impressed to to share what was in my heart regarding this with those of you that have taken the time to listen. Um, it's in those little things. It's not the big things that the kids remember. I'm thinking about my dad, my mom, from my early years, and not the big events that come to mind. It's the times we sat around the table. It's the time that when I'd gone in the hospital, the same time my mom was in the hospital, I had an appendectomy, and my mom had a cyst removed from her leg, and my father was trying to be mom and dad at home. He was working full-time. Visiting me in the hospital, visiting my mother in the hospital, and um, I remember him coming to visit me one one day, and I didn't really spend very much time with him. Then. I was busy playing with a little another friend, but anyway, uh, he stayed for about 15 minutes, and and then he walked out and he said goodbye. I'll, I'll see you tomorrow. And when he was walking down the hallway, I left the, you know the friend that I was with, and I just watched him walk down that hallway, and. Again, those, those little moments and things that you remember. So we're creating those all the time. So we're creating moments. We're, we're creating through the power of our words. We're creating through the power of a moment. But we've got to be able to see that moment when it's there. Um, there it's the, um, what is it that uh, sees the day? What is the Carpe, carpe diem. Yeah, uh, carpe, carpe diem, right? Carpe diem sees the day. And... So we're even breaking that down from a day to a single moment because it's easy to capture. We have 
thousands and thousands of moments that pass in a single day. So what do you do with that? And to, to be able to, to recognize the recognize in the moment, the power of the moment, not when it's gone. But again, seeing it and seizing it, those are two things. Same thing with opportunity. We've heard that, that aphorism before about that opportunity knocks and, and recognizing, no, opportunity doesn't knock. It stands by silently waiting to be recognized. And only those that see it and seize it can take advantage of it. And so here we, we're making analogous to opportunity a moment because it's one that will never be back again. That brings to mind, of course, the, you know, those of us who are athletes or were athletes. Are you always an athlete in your heart? Is that how it goes, Aurelia? Aurelia is still an athlete. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> right. But anyway, we know that especially in, in, in competitive sports where time is assessed, right, that the difference between first and second can be a moment. Right? It's mm-hmm. hundreds of a second, which means that that matters because no one remembers who's second. They remember who's first. Right? And, and so being able to capitalize on that, that moment is, is important. So whether it's in the athletic race or in the race of life, to be able to recognize moments when they come. Uh, we're pretty much, we're almost at the end of our show today. I, I think we probably got about four minutes left or something in that ballpark. Um, and I think we're talking about the power of words and hearing them, images those things create. One song already left with you. I'm already there. I want to leave you with this other one, and maybe I'll come back just before we, we close out. But Whitney Houston's One Moment in Time uh, was in the Olympics, um, I think in the 90s. And... Uh, it really became an anthem not only for that series of games, uh, but I think for a time period in life. Um, where that was pre 9 11, how things have changed in that moment of time. Hurricane Sandy, things changed in that moment of time. And we experienced many of them day to day. So, what I want us to take as we go out. Uh, on this song think about the moments that come to you things that you may not have valued in the past but being awakened to them right now and ensure that we seize those moments as they come to us we've been blessed to have them so Whitney will leave us with one moment in time look forward to connecting you with the next one God bless bye bye
power of that. I hope that as it was as it was you were listening to the song that you closed your eyes and you really embraced what the words were expressing about the moment. The image that it created. Hopefully that as you well known it it created a fire inside of you with regard to um as long as you're still alive, it's a key that your purpose is not done. There's still something left for you to do. But it won't happen by itself. It's going to require that you participate in your own rescue. It's going to require that you make decisions that lead to the destiny that you experience in the course of your life. One of the lines in that song that I that really is encouraging is that you're a winner for a lifetime if you see that one moment in time. And think about everyone who we know and recognize as being great. Uh, Dr. Martin Luther King. Malcolm X, John F. Kennedy. I mean, just these individuals who, when history called, they made a decision in the moment of time that separated them from the pack, that, that created impact across the universe. And each of us have that opportunity for somebody's universe every day. But it won't just happen. It's going to be up to you. So, again, thank you so much for investing the time to be with me this, this month. Looking forward to uh, once again being with you next month on Paradigm Shifters, Principles for Life and Success. God bless. We'll talk to you soon. That's our show for today. So until next time, keep it real, listen, learn, and live.